Hello there. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast, The Psychology Report, Pornography, Pornography in the Home, Pornography in the Church, Pornography in the Homes in Which Men Live as Fathers, as Husbands, as Brothers, as Uncles, as Grandfathers. Pornography is a widespread addiction, and it involves a host of people of all ages and all backgrounds. 68% of the people, men, who claim to have some religious orientation and attend church to some degree, involve themselves in pornography, while 30% of the women do so. So it's about twice the percent for men as it is for women, approximately. It was about four years ago that uh, the Huffington Post reported from a research study that porn sites were trafficked or were, uh, were accessed more than Amazon, Netflix, and Twitter combined. So, people who are into pornography, even those who are curious about it, access it more than anything. And, we have to also say this, that the pornography industry seeks out those that will bite. It puts a bait before people by what we call the pop-ups that occur on the computer. And if a person then takes a bite of it, if a person accesses that pop-up, then they're into pornography, and before you know it, it's a regular searching effect and viewing effect of pornographic images. Doesn't take very long. Addiction sets in very quickly with pornography, as it does with many of the drugs. In fact, the pornographic uh, effect on the brain is very similar to the effect on the brain of heroin and marijuana and other drugs. I'll mention that in just a little bit. So, we have a major problem on our hands. We have a major problem within the church, within the home, within our communities, and within our workplaces, because men observe pornography during work hours. Women look at pornography during work hours. So it's a problem within the business market, you know, as well. So we got to look at it as a major uh, crisis of our country and uh, a major pastime and a major activity that just takes a man or a woman away from their family or away from their workplace, away from their productivity, takes them away from their marriages, and then they become uh, a victim of the pornographic industry and they become an addict to the arousal effect that they receive from watching and viewing pornographic images. Now you have to remember this, it's not the images that they are attracted to or addicted to, it's the arousal that comes as a result of looking at pornographic images. Now, pornography does the same thing in the brain that drugs do. Brain scans that have been done, that is an MRI, of the brain, we know what a normal brain looks like, 
And then we have MRIs of all kinds of brains. People who are mentally ill. You know, people who are addicted to uh, uh, an anti-anxiety medication. You know, people who are addicted to uh, other forms of medication, pain medication, antidepressants, and so on. And uh, so we know what the brains of various people look like. And uh, when you take a look at the brains of somebody that has been into pornography for an extended period of time, their brain is very parallel to the brain of the person that has used heroin for an extended period of time. And very similar to a person whose brain has taken a misshape as a result of marijuana use over an extended period of time. We know that these brains are skewed. We know that these brains are malfunctioned. We know that these brains are malshaped as a result of heroin and pornography. But when you look at the brains of a pornographic addiction person, addicted person, they're the same. They're very similar. And as I talk, I'm looking at an MRI brain of a person who's been on marijuana, a person who's been on heroin, and a person that has used uh, pornography. And uh, those brains are very similar. If you take a piece of paper, 8.5 by 11, and just squish it up in your hand, like into a little ball, that's what the brain looks like of somebody who is addicted. It should be just smooth and rounded like a ball. But it's just crinkled up like a piece of paper that's been squeezed uh, by your hand. So any type of repetitive behavior, and pornography is that, will create a trail in your brain. And that's going to fire. That trail is going to be put on fire. That, that trail is going to be activated anytime there is a uh, sequence that's been initiated. In other words, when you look at pornography over an extended period of time, there's a trail that sets up in your brain of that. And so it just activates it just by thinking about it, by a memory uh, event, just by talking about it. It's just like that trail takes over. And some people call it a pathway. And just like an act, a, a, a pathway that is activated electronically when you view pornography after it's been established. And it doesn't take very many viewings for a brain to become established as a pathway to lead to a pornographic kind of response on the part of the viewer. So... That viewer gets bonded. That viewer, that, that viewer gets attached to the image, which is the pornographic image, but then is aroused through the adrenaline rush into a activated state, and that's what they seek. That's what they want. That's what is the satisfying event in looking at pornography, is to have that rush. It's like a depressed person who becomes alive as a result of this flush of adrenaline and uh, now they've become more alert and more alive and more activated and less depressed so it's kind of like an immediate solution to depression so no wonder many of the viewers of pornography are depressed men and depressed women and they're looking for an answer to the depression a way out of their depression and the pornographic images 
provide for that and allow for that and will take over very, very quickly. It doesn't take a long period of time for that to take effect. So that's how you get addicted. Now, pornographic use, regular use of pornography kills marriages. Something like 56% of the divorces that occur have had pornography as one of the reasons for the divorce. It might be the primary reason, but at least one of the reasons cited for a divorce is contributing factor to the divorce. It's 56%, almost 60% of their divorces. So it involves a large number of people, and it's destructive. You see, it's like an extramarital affair. What does it do? It makes the spouse angry and sad and feeling betrayed and hurt and um, maybe never overcome it, maybe never resolve it. Maybe there's no forgiveness big enough you know, for hurt of that nature. But that's what it does. And um, it's a very destructive behavior in which to engage. It's kind of like cheating on your spouse. That's kind of what we're talking about. Um, a lot of men say, well, that gives me a higher level of romantic alternative. Well, it's being found in the wrong places. And rather than working on your marriage and working on your relationship and making the marriage relationship your primary relationship, your most primary romantic relationship, your most primary arousing relationship, instead of doing that, the addicted individual seeks out pornography as the alternative and finds his excitement in the pornographic image and the result of the arousal that comes from that and leaves on the spouse without love, without caring, and without compassion, and without interest. And the family begins to disintegrate. The family just falls apart and just becomes... A, uh, a shell, a shell of a relationship that the outside world sees. But inside, it's crushed. Inside, it's decayed. Inside, it's hopeless. You know, when you look at this issue of pornography, you come to say, well, what in the world would people do that? Well, they do it for the rush. They do it for the excitement. And that's somebody that probably has found excitement and found that rush through this kind of experience throughout their life for long years. And they find that rush when they engage in a variety of physical activities. And then that carries over into visual activities like this. But you know, it's so destructive. Why would people do it? Well, addiction has no mind of its own. Addiction has no reason and rationale Addiction is an emotional experience. It's an adrenaline experience. And adrenaline does not work out of the brain. The adrenaline works out of the hormonal system. And people seek that adrenaline. People seek that rush. People seek that arousal. It's not an intellectual pursuit. It's an emotional pursuit. It's an emotional surge. So, so pornography, like any addiction, is a surge of emotion, but particularly a surge of adrenaline. So not only is it, you know, it's hard to understand why people do this, but why can't people get out of it? 
Why can't people just stop when they notice that they're into the addiction? Well, like any addiction, you can't stop. There's always that one more experience, that, that one more drink, that one more arousal, that one more um, positive experience, that one more time to get out of depression. And it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And, you know, there's a lot of addictions that have an end. You know, alcohol addiction has an end. You die. Drug addiction has an end. You die. There are a lot of addictions that there's a, there is a very definite point of time in which there's an end to it, usually through death. Well, there are some addictions that don't have that kind of an end. Shopping addiction. You don't die from shopping addiction. But that's what stops you is getting caught and then having jail time and then getting into treatment and having treatment time. And same with pornography. You don't die from it. You don't die from pornography. You live with it. But what stops it is getting caught. What stops it is going to jail. What stops it is being in prison. What stops it is being in therapy over an extended period of time and putting your life together. So the results are speckled. The results are not clear. The results are not overly positive, but people can come to terms with their addictions and they can admit that they're addicted. They can admit their powerlessness over the addiction and they can admit their need for help of all kinds. Helps from their God and helps from their church and helps from their friendships and help from their family and helps from their employer and helps from people who love them and care for them in the community and help from their therapist. It takes a lot of people to come around an addict of this nature and turn their life around. But it can be done. We've got to do it. We've got to work together on it. Well, anyway, pornography is not one of those things that's got any healthy ending to it. It has no healthy ending to it. It's destruction. It leads to a path of destruction. It creates a pathway in the brain that is fixed. And all you have to do is think about the pornography, think about an image, and you get the rush effect. And that will go on for a long period of time, if not ever, forever, forever. So we are into a tough one. So if you know somebody who's in pornography, get them into treatment. Hear, have them listen to this podcast. Have them do some reading. Have them do some, but you have to confront them. You have to deal with them. You have to bring to their attention the destructiveness of this and the hope that can come if they follow a therapeutic program. And it might take one to five years of therapy to, for it to happen. So it's not an easy one, but it can take place. Anyway, this has been the Psychology Report. Thanks for joining me today. And I recommend that my, you go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. And um, Susan Hatch is the expert you know, when it comes to Medicare supplements and Medicare insurance. So if you're older or if you're disabled and you're looking at Medicare insurance, you have a question about it, you wonder about it, you want to improve your insurance plan, call Susan Hatch in Clovis, California. And uh, she'll be very, very happy you know, to give you some advice and give you some direction and uh, provide a service for you if that's what your need is. So um, take advantage of that. One other thing, this coming Saturday, 
is my next television program, Doctor Teach Me to Parent. 10 o'clock Saturday morning, Pacific Standard Time. The title of the program is Doctor Teach Me to Parent. So go to your internet, access my program by centralvalleytalk.com. centralvalleytalk.com. At 10 o'clock in the morning next Saturday, and uh, be glad to see you there. And I have a guest to interview, and we have a great program. So um, put that in your schedule, and I'll see you at 10 o'clock this coming Saturday. CentralValleyTalk.com, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Okay, and bye for now.